Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike Rifkin, and I welcome you in to a new edition of the Face Turn Podcast here on the Sports Insanity Network. I'm here alongside Allison Wiener and Jeff Knapp. Guys, first and foremost, happy Labor Day. Yes. Yes. And thank you for considering us your right-hand people tonight as, you know, Patchy Noah. You are my right-hand people. Noah and Patchy are my left-handed people. That's why they're not here. (laughs) They have left us behind. Patchy was too busy bowling a 300 today. (laughs) You know, Patchy, for bowling a 300, all I'm going to tell you is this. I said it in our group chat. Homer Simpson did it first. <laughs> Call me. And Noah's, Noah's working with his own tribal chief. Yeah, no, Noah had a, a personal matter. But so it'll be the three of us soldiering on because that's what we do during Survivor Series traditional matches. We soldier on. Uh, tonight's show, we're going to go into payback, we're going to get into all out. We are even going to get into something that happened across the pond. With combustible mayhem. Yeah. But we're going to start with something that is going on currently on Friday Night SmackDown. It's the return of John Cena. Correct, Allie? That's what they're That is correct. He's on. He's talking. He's talking that hustle, loyalty, respect game. So, we're about to find out who's going to face him hopefully soon. Yeah, but he, so he's coming back. I'm guessing co- part of this is the writer's strike. And the actor strike, too. The actor strike along with it. The other part is the big India show, which I believe is in two weeks. You know, it does surprise me. It's like you have this Indian show, but you don't have it as a premium live event. Yeah, it's not on. The, it's not going to be on the network or anything. He's going to team up with Seth Roll- Seth freaking Rollins to take on. I'm trying to see if I remember this right, or if not, I'm going to look it up really quickly. Unless someone else remembers. I don't know who. All right, give me one second, and I will look that up. Okay. John's. Yep, John Cena is talking about his trip to India and that superstar spectacle. He will team with Seth Rollins. Oh, to take on. I can't do it because I don't roll the R's very well, but Imperium being Kaiser and Vinci. Ooh, so Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci of Imperium. This is a weird show as a whole because apparently Indy Shear is getting a tag title shot. It's you know it's a great build up, but I mean, Cena's... there hasn't been build up on TV for that. Well, we'll also have to see tomorrow night if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn still have the tag titles. Yeah, I I kind of feel like that's a giveaway that they are keeping the titles, but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit, but. Jeff, I guess I'll open this with you. Is on this, I'm gonna call current because it's currently going on. What do you want to see from John Cena during this current run? Uh, Is there a dream opponent you want him to walk face? There's something you want to see him do. Uh, you know, 
not lose, I guess. I mean, I don't. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he's, wait, maybe, wait, wait, maybe wait, he wait, can wait. get Someone's revenge on uh, Austin Theory. coming up now? Oh, Jimmy? With a new theme. Oh, my gonna, God. We're going to combine Jimmy Uso and John Cena. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Al, you, can keep, Cena. you can keep us updated as this goes on, but Jeff, you can carry on. I mean, I, I guess something might happen with Jimmy Uso and him now, but I just want, I, I, I guess for me personally, like when somebody comes back, even if they're star, unless they're doing it as a guest host or something like that, I want there to be a point to his return, you know, just to come in, you know, just enough so he can get some credibility, or not, I shouldn't say get some momentum going into going to India. Um, but I don't he's faced everybody and the people he hasn't faced, hasn't faced yet I'm not dying to see him face. I'm not, you know he's great on the mic still. There's nobody on the mic that is close to him. I mean, The Miz is very good, but he's in a program with another great mic worker. I mean, he does so talk like to night. us. But uh, I, I don't well, know where I... Jay. And Jay's back. And he just... He he was the one who quit, right? I always get both Jimmy and Jay. Yeah, Jay stuff. quit. Okay. Oh, Jay quit. Okay, so this okay. Right. This is Jimmy. Yeah, this is I, little like, Jimmy. I was so confused with twins. Twins confused the daylights out of me. Um, just like when you had mass superstars, and I was like, "Who's which one is which one is the destroyer one and destroyer two? I, I, I the double mint commercials. Forget about it. Um, uh, those conquistadors. Yes, I was like, which which conquistadors? It's this one, you know. And wasn't uh, else like this in like the two thousand, like late two thousands, early twenty tens with the Bella Twins? You couldn't tell who was who. Yeah, they played off the game of twin magic. It was yeah. realistically their finisher. And I should know that you know one of the Usos has the longer hair and one of them has the shorter hair. And maybe if Jimmy has the longer so hair, Jimmy has the shorter hair. Maybe if it was like Jimmy and uh, Steve. You know, like different, like different letters. Uh, at least Nicole and Bree had different letters of their first name. I think that. Uh, that, that plus, sometimes fair. they would just call each other Oos so much, you forget which one was which. They call each other Oos so much that Roman Reigns is an honorary Oos. That's right. <laughs> but. So, Allie, for you, what do you want to see Cena do on this run? Oh, my gosh. You know, this is a tough question because what has Cena not done yet? And I think one of the things is go for the Grand Slam. We've never seen Cena with the Intercontinental title. We've seen him as Big Match John with the United States title. We've seen him with the Spinner Belt and multiple other titles. We've seen him in tag teams that pretty much broke up on him. But we never seen Cena with the Intercontinental title. Yeah, that's right. I was as you're talking about that, I was trying to rack my brain going, there had to, and I'm like, nope, never did. 
You know, that, I'm that also a, thinking. It's a very interesting option. You know, I'm almost thinking that the one person who has to be Gunther. It's sad, but. I, I would say that if the payoff for if Cena were to end the, the Gunther reign, the payoff has to be Gunther wins the Royal Rumble. That has to be your payoff. Whether he wins the world title at WrestleMania or not remains to be seen. Mm. But the payoff has to be at least give him the opportunity to run with that ball. Right. I mean, look at what happened with Gunther this this year's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Entering at number one. And let's be real honest. You can make the argument that he would be considered right now as we're a little bit more than halfway through the year that Gunther's in the conversation you could have for Superstar of the Year. He's in oh, this yes, con- especially with the reign he has. Which yeah. actually, I think it's, what is it now? A week away until he breaks the reign? Uh, see, see, I was so hoping it'd end by Monday. That way we could have Master Gable win, but... No, you gotta let Gunther go for the rain. And well, I no, no. He... I'm just saying, depending on where he's at, at right. But for, it looks like me, it is gonna be John Cena and Jimmy Uso tonight. I don't, I don't know. I think that's John Cena's feud, which kind of could be John Cena also trying to go back to Roman again, which. I don't mind Cena going after Roman again because my answer to this would be breaking breaking Ric Flair's record then. I would be okay if this run said, okay, John Cena becomes a 17-time world champion. No one's going to get angry about that because you knew you were going to do it at some John point. John Cena sucks again. I don't even think it's that. At this point, you know it's just it's not a long-term thing. It's just you're going to give him the record. He's the guy. Until you figure out what you want to do, maybe that pushes him into a Cody Rhodes feud, and that's how Cody actually finishes the story. Hmm. He beats Cena for the belt instead of Roman. Although I don't think Cena beats Roman. I think Cena's more likely to beat Seth Rollins since they're going to be tag team partners in India right. for some reason. But I think that's something you could see. Uh, listen, you've still got some things I'd love to see John Cena do. Allie's right. I'd like to see him face Gunther. Um, I think a Cena LA Knight promo battle would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because let me talk to you. Um, if you could, if you want to rekindle, maybe Cena and Sheamus one more time. If Edge were to re-sign and come back, you do Cena and Edge again. What about Cena Waller? This is going to sound so mean, and I have such a high hope for Grayson Waller. But at this moment, he's just Australian Miz. <laughs> he's lost so much. Um... Uh, momentum after leaving uh, NXT. I was just starting to get into his character 
when they're like, get the moon and the SmackDown. I'm like, ah. And now I don't have an issue with him coming up. If he's up, have him do something outside of just hosting the Grayson Waller show. You know, to me, that just doesn't mean anything. But it's he could totally awesome, do something like Miss TV, like the Kevin Owens show. Like I don't know what else—a moment of bliss, the highlight reel, the peep show. I, I mean, you could do. You know, I wouldn't run back Cena Theory because I, I didn't think the match at Mania was that great. Mm-mm. Actually. I wouldn't mind seeing Cena AJ again. <laughs> like, let, the let's... last feud was so much fun. That lasted, I think, a good six months. Yeah, that that was good stuff. So uh, we'll see what Cena's doing on this run. But, but I think maybe the... he's doing something with Jimmy Uso. Which, which means Jay's going to appear at some point, which is going to lead to Team Cena versus Team bloodline at Survivor Series for War Games. Wait. Will it be a War Game match or will it be... I'm going to say War Games because Cena's never done War Games. Oh, my gosh. But if that were to happen, I'm not saying... Oh, but it looks like they're saying John Cena's going to be hosting Payback. The the card might happen at Payback. By the way, if he's hosting, way to disrespect Kurt Angle, Pittsburgh legend. J- Jeff's guy's arm up. Like he's, oh, yeah. uh, so I, I have the uh, Yankee game on right now. Oh, okay. And Jason Dominguez uh, just hit in his first major league at bat a two run shot off of Justin Verlander. Oh, okay. In his first at bat. Oh, that's awesome. And his parents are in the audience and they're hugging and crying and everything. I love seeing stuff like his sister or mother or whatever. Oh, okay. I, I really love this had to do. <laughs> I, I had it on and I could wrestling, Jeff. And I, I turned it I turned it off because I didn't I knew I wasn't gonna listen to SmackDown. Hmm. So at least with baseball I can kind of you know Right. Nope, to- totally understandable. I, yep. So that's why but, I'm the one watching SmackDown bringing all your all the bit. <laughs> I've been talking a couple bring... of days, but I'm bringing you all the breaking news if anything happens. All right, so we'll see where Cena goes from here. So let, let's go to AEW, and then we'll get into the pay-per-view stuff for the weekend. <laughs> AEW was all in this past weekend in London. First and foremost... Tony Khan did announce they're going back next August to do it all over again. So all in all, all in all, they're just another brick in the wall. That's awesome, Ali. They need to do that. That would be a great, like a really cool slogan or something like that. That would be awesome. Hell yeah! I hope Tony Khan's listening. Tony, if you're listening, and we know that you are, it was a very good show. Was long, but you know it was good. Broke records. Broke records. But the thing most people are talking about now it's is Chris what happened. Jericho behind- singing Judas live. 
I've got to tell you, Chris Jericho at, what is he, 50, 51? 53. Live performance of his theme song puts on a, a clinic with Will Osprey. I'm going to just say this for me. If Chris Jericho is not in your top five of all-time favorite wrestlers, you're just wrong. Yep. You know what happens when you don't put Chris Jericho on your top five of greatest wrestlers of all time? Hold on. Give me one second. I'll tell you what happens. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got a pen. Okay. Wait, do we do it on three? Yep. One. One, two, three. Just made the list. You just made the list. See, see, if I was good at editing this stuff, which I'm not, so this is for Patchy or Noah. If you could find a clip of the you just made the list, that'd be fantastic. But <laughs> if Jericho's not in your top five, you're just wrong. But the thing most people are discussing now is what took took place behind the scenes. Between the zero hour and the pay-per-view. Between Jack Perry and CM Punk, they got in each other's faces. Some stuff was said. Apparently, Punk pie-faced Jungle Boy put him in a guillotine. Wait, but Jungle Boy's dead. Jack Perry. I apologize to Tarzan and Tarzan only. And apparently Punk was lunging at, lunging near Tony Khan was there, Samoa Joe was there, amongst others. And Punk was caught, heard saying, I'm quitting, I quit, stuff like this. Goodbye. (laughs) Punk's match with Samoa Joe did take place. And Punk won because, well, CM Punk's number one fan, Noah Tremblay, approved of it. Allie, is it time now just to cut bait? Yes. Yes. Seriously, if you were Tony Khan, you just take that real world championship and put it on your own waist and just flip the middle finger at Punk saying, you know what? You want to quit? Go ahead. Bye-bye. Good luck finding another job. And I wish you luck in your future endeavors. Jeff? Uh... Well, I've heard multiple stories about what happened. Um, I guess what bothers me a little bit is that a story like this got out. Because back in the day, it would have just been settled behind closed doors. They probably would have taken it outside, and that would have been the end of it. Um, I hope Punk doesn't leave. I'm actually a huge Punk fan. Um, part I'm only speaking on rumors of what was said. I guess there was a point where there was a scene with the car the car and Jungle Boy wanted to use real glass and Punk said more or less you're out of your mind why would you want to use real real glass and then um, Jungle Boy apparently said something on live TV about this being real grass somewhere I, I miss I must have missed that that uh, promo and that kind of irked him and he's like you know, more or less, it seemed like why did you take something that was said in private amongst us and have to bring it out? Mm. Um, 
and even Jim Cornette, and I love Jim. Jim came to the defense of, uh, of of punk in this issue. You know, I I I would I would keep them both, and hell, make money off of it. Now the whole entire world knows about it, or at least the 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 up to date wrestling fans know about it. Make money off of it. Sit them down and say, listen, this this is going to stop now. And what Tony Khan needs to do is sit everybody down and say, first off, we're not going to have any more of this news breaking out. If you guys get into a fight, anybody gets into a fight, take it out back, keep it in the locker room, beat the crap out of each other. I don't care what happens, but I'm finding everybody in this locker room, if news gets out about backstage fights, brawls, whatever – Everybody gets fine, whether you were in on it or not. That would keep everything in in um, in house. Um, I mean, like I was listening to an interview uh, the other day. It was an old interview from uh, 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 who was it now? Um, New Jack, rather, and he was telling some stories about you know things that happened many many years ago. Of course, I mean since he's passed on between him and a few other wrestlers in ECW things that it was still during the time of the dirt sheets and internet sites, of course. And I never heard of any of those. So they kept all of that indoors and they still, they hated each other. These few wrestlers and new Jack, but they still made a lot of money together. So I think that's what they can do. They can make a lot of money. You, you know, kind of that work shoot thing. And I, and although punk had a horrible, um, MMA career. What is Jungle Jungle Boy does not want to go face to face with at least a person who's definitely tough, and they're all tough, but has had legit MMA training. That's not going to work out for Jungle Boy. So I would, I, I mean, any puts butts in seats, and that's at the end of the day, unless you absolutely can't live with that wrestler on your roster, you're going to make money. People are, people are going to pay to love him. And in New York, just because of how we are sometimes, people are going to pay to boo him. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what, it, in my opinion, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. I, who, who was right or wrong at the end of the day? I don't know. Because, you know, the full story. We'll never know. I guess the full truth. We'll never know. Yeah. I, I go back and forth on this because at one part, you look at AEW and go, how do you get worse than what happened with the Elite and Punk and then this stuff happens and you know he's on a tight leash as it is. I'm kind of with you, Jeff. I, I get the part of there's, you know, he he's going to get you bad publicity, he's going to get you this, he's going to get you that. But he also creates dollar signs for you. Mm-hmm. We are waiting again for the, the MJF match one more time. This has all the money, the power to it. The elite stuff has money to it as well. Yep. But here's the other part that kind of gets me. And this goes kind of Tony Khan. Don't be a pushover. Don't be a pushover. Don't be the guy who just says, okay, I'm going to let CM Punk run wild. 
But bring in someone, whether it's an authority figure or someone who who can have punks here and be like, listen, this isn't the time, this isn't the place. Argument say someone like I'm not gonna say it's Paul Heyman, but someone who can have the ear punk and say, listen, this is not the time or the place for this. We can figure something out. This is why uh, 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 William Regal, too bad he isn't there, because that's a guy that's loved and, for all intents and purposes, respected by everybody. everybody. 100%. 100%. That's a guy. Maybe a guy like Brian Danielson could do the job. I'm yeah. not sure if he's traveling with his injury um, or not, but that that's a guy that – I would think someone looks for. But, you know, it's if he's become an issue again, and and this is something something a lot of people warned Tony Khan about when he was coming back, because we all knew he was coming back. They're going to have to figure this one out. But if Punk leaves and he's quit and that's official, then you can wipe your hands of the situation and just say, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll figure this out. The other part is a lot of these guys who are on this roster, they don't have the, the TV time that a Punk has had. They don't have the experience. This is all for them like a first first gig. They came from the independent scene, so they don't know how to conduct themselves in such a manner. Now, I'm not saying punk's right in any situation, but business is done differently. But yeah, uh, well, and, and to... for the sake of the and for the sake of the uh, promotion, they, you know, we don't. I mean, technically, even though. WCW was around for quite a long time, but its major success was a very short period of time. Just like he, I mean, ECW was more financial, and WCW just fell by the wayside because of who was put in charge. But uh, for the love of God, we can cannot allow something to spiral out of control. Not saying it would, but there's always that fear in me that'll that something will start spiraling it where Shad Khan will say, "Sorry, son, uh, no more money." I think it's interesting you bring up WCW because there was a dark side of the ring this year of Bash at the Beach 2000, and the 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 irony is a little bit different than it is here and there. Because the big, the face of WCW, not at the time, but in general, was Hulk Hogan. And the irony of Bash of the Beach 2000 was Hulk Hogan wanted to win the world title again. Vince Russo, the head of creative, did. And they, the whole episode of Dark Side of the Ring was them clashing. Mm-hmm. Well, that I'm not really saying that Punk is Hogan in this spot, but the, the dramatics kind of have the same feel to it 
although it's a little bit different. Yeah. Allie, anything you want to add to this, or I mean, you guys covered a lot. To be honest, I I don't know what else to say. Okay. I mean, I definitely can see the combustible mayhem being the Hollywood one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That he won't stop with complaining and fighting until he gets what he wants. Mm. It's true. All right. Oh, Grayson Waller did win his match with Austin Theory. That'd be a good oh, tag team, match, right? Ray. That'd be an interesting team. I mean, you got two guys who athletically are ridiculously gifted. Yeah, if you want to add a third to that and make like a a, a young stable of guys who have, you know, I'd be, I'd be down with that. Yeah, I, I'm cool with that. I would, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them to be tag team champions. But as a little nitpicking thing, if they do that, give them some type of matching uh, outfits so they they look like a team, like the Street Profits or mm. or mm. New Day or the or like all great tag teams God, have some type of. Uniformity in their looks, and I and I, I would be fine with them being um, in a in a long term tag team. I think that might work because Solo right now, Austin Theory is just not working. Well, let, let, let's dive into payback then. We'll start right there because Austin Theory gets his rematch for the U.S. title against Rey Mysterio. Jeff, where are you leaning to on this one? Uh, I'm gonna say he's a Mysterio, and it was it was the first was that the first match of the night. Uh, I don't think the card's been released, but I'm just going off of what I've read. So uh, I, I just I'm going off of that one. Mm-hmm. Because of how it's set up, and uh, Ali saying that he just won won his match. I'm. I might say Grayson. No, this is just Theory versus Mysterio. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I meant. I um, mean that that's going to end up being like a fatal four way in the future between Wet, yeah. Ray Santos, Grayson Waller, and Austin Theory for the U.S. title. I'm going to say Mysterio. Yeah, I'm gonna say Mysterio. He's got to hold on to it, build build something. I'm two for two. Yeah, the the only way I think Theory wins is if they have the Santos turn during the match. Or what about Grayson Waller interfering? I I don't. I think Waller is just that guy at this point right now. He's just butting in on anything that he can get to. Mm. I'm not sure if he gets involved here. Okay. Um, all right. In what could be a, a fairly fun match, you have the rise of a guy named L.A. and a guy whose lifestyle is fully L.A. now. 
We've got LA Knight against The Miz. M I Z. By the way, that Miz promo the uh, Raw, fantastic. Uh, when he, oh, so every, good. Everything. And the LA Knight promo he had last week, also tributing to the late Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again. So, uh, Allie, who who do you like in LA Knight versus Miz? I mean, let me talk to you all. The Miz here got tiny little scrotums. I'm going to be scientifically on here. While LA Knight is becoming massive, that if he doesn't win this, I don't know what's going to happen to him. Yeah. Jeff, are we two for two? Oh, yeah, it has to be L.A. Knight. But I just got to say, The Miz is criminally underrated and underappreciated at, when it comes to what he brings to a show. Uh, he, I, I love him. I, I Most of the characters, or I'll say characters, that were ever on The Real World, when he was like on the last season I ever actually watched, and he said, I want to be a professional wrestler. And I was like, oh, cool, somebody I can... Get behind on the show, and then when he got into it, just how far he's become, he's gone. Nothing but uh, love and respect for the Miz, but has to be LA Knight. You're building them towards some bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger things, and I can't see what would be the reasoning behind the Miz winning it, unless somebody comes out and cheats and helps helps the Miz win. Other than that, let's put it that way. Akira Tozawa? I mean, you got Bronson Reed kind of in the middle of doing nothing. He's helped the Miz in the past with Ciampa. Um, And then what do you think Bronson Reed's going to do in return? uh, I'm not saying that they would. I'm just giving you a name. Um, I think Dave LaGreca on Busted Open Radio this morning made a great point. He said, basically, this is a must-win match for LA Knight because if he loses, where does he go from here? And to your point before, what does it do for The Miz? Because The Miz is already a credible individual, but you've already shown like you're not doing much with Miz anyway at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing to gain from a Miz win. It has to be LA Knight because it, in reality, and LA Knight should have been the one to beat Austin Theory for the U.S. title. But I, I'm, I'll digress on it. But uh, LA Knight needs the win here. All right. Inside of a steel cage. We have the man Becky Lynch versus the Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. Jeff, where are we leaning towards? Uh, logically, I, I say Becky Lynch to keep um, uh, what's your name out of it, um, Zoe. Zoe Starks, yes, to keep her out of it, and that. Mm. But there's a part of me that, with certain 
wrestlers on the on the roster. I'm just kind of tired of seeing for now. They need a break, and I think this provides the perfect opportunity to give us kind of a break from Becky Lynch for a while, maybe like a couple of months. Maybe either she can win and be injured in the win, or Zoe Starks gets involved helping Trish Stratus win, and they injure Becky Lynch and keep her out. Maybe it, even if it's I it's going to be Becky Lynch, but uh, I'm kind of like, eh. I'm starting to fast forward through, like I, I, because of my schedule, I always have to tape the shows and mm. I've been finding myself fast forwarding through her stuff. I'm just kind of like Becky out, I guess. And I, I, you know, I used to really love her, especially as the man. And now it's kind of like, mm, getting bored They've also it. kind of been teasing this that she's going to go after Tiffany Stratton in the NXT women's title, which could be a decent change of pace from what, with what NXT has been doing recently. Yeah. Hmm. I think that might be a good idea. If she can win the steel cage match and say, you know what? I'm just drained. I got to reassess what I want to do now. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, um, maybe I'm going to start some new challenges and, and do some things I've never done before because she never won the NXT female women's championship. So I think maybe give her some time off. And I know Bianca's taking some time off. Give her some time off too. Let us get a little break from her. And I think that that fresh coat of paint on her, as they would, I guess I would say, of her going to NXT for you know six months, have a little rain there. And, Get that rubble onto some of the other ladies on the female on the on the roster there. I think that I think that would be a good deal for her. I would like to see it. All right, Allie. You know, you had me thinking about this and how whoever wins wins. I mean, thank you, Trish, so for being there and probably gonna beat Becky. But then again, you also have the Shana Baszler thing too that's been going on with Raw. Could Shayna Baszler interfere in the match and cost Becky the win, setting up the feud between Shayna and Becky when Becky comes back from her break? Mm-hmm. See, that there's a part of me that just wonders if you go that route of Becky for the NXT women's title, she, she wins it, she holds it, let's say, September. She holds it till right around Survivor Series. And you write her off for the rest of the year. You could theoretically, then maybe it's not the six months Jeff you talked about, but it's a month here without her. Then you go into the Rumble and you could have her win the Rumble and then you get Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch wrestling mm-hmm. 40, which is something that could be interesting as well. I can see that. Uh, I have Becky over Trish, just so everyone's clear on that as well, because (laughs) no offense to Trish Stratus. She's probably, she is the goat, but she doesn't need the win. No, (laughs) not at all. Similar situation to Miz where she just doesn't have 
she doesn't need it. So, all right. Speaking of Rhea Ripley, she defends her women's world championship against Raquel Rodriguez. Hmm. Allie, and still ran you. This is going to be another tough one. You know, I'm going to be the odd one here and say and new because something tells me Dominic is going to do something stupid to cost Rhea the title. Uh oh, dirty Dom's in trouble. Mm -hmm. Jeff? I, I, I think Raquel Rodriguez will lose this match. Mm. I so I, I do believe that she's gonna give um she's gonna give Rhea a run for her money, but I I think in the opposite way that Dom is gonna have to interfere or intervene in order to uh help out. This is gonna be her toughest opponent yet, but if you remember back to the NXT days, just before Rhea was on her way out, Raquel Rodriguez took out Rhea Ripley. Oh. And it was kind of the dominant one coming up there. And if there's anybody uh, that can match her for her size and strength, those, those, those are the two most uh, outside of uh, Bianca Belair, the strong, some of the strongest women in the entire promotion that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, they're just amazingly physical freaks when it comes to, you know, wow. they're, they're, how well they're put together. And I think uh, this is going to be a hard hitting. You're not going to see acrobatics like when she took on Charlotte Flair. Um, you're not going to see catch can wrestling like you might have seen with um, um, with uh, Natalia or even Becky for that matter. You're going to see two alpha females just go head to head in a all out brawl, and I'm really int- I think this is going to be an interesting match for me. I love seeing some something like this, something a little different. You know, not where they're kind of flying around the ring and things like that. I want to see two women just totally beat the daylights out of each other like this. And, um, but I think it's going to be, be, um, uh, uh, mommy <laughs> with the win at the end of the day. But I think Dom is de- definitely going to get involved and help her retain the title. If they are given the time, this is Matt, this has match of the night written all over it. Oh, <laughs> it has that kind of potential in my mind. I'm gonna go Rhea Ripley as well. I do think Dirty Dom plays a, f- a big part in this uh, to help his mommy win. Although that, that just feels weird to say, but but yeah, we're we're in there. Uh, Rhea versus Raquel. That's not the only Judgment Day match of the night. As Finn Balor and Damian Priest take on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a Steel City street fight for the ta- undisputed tag team titles. First and foremost, since we broke up the world titles, can we just drop the undisputed tag titles too? Hmm. Yes, please. Uh, uh, Allie, who do you like? 
You know, I feel like I don't know what you're doing with the titles of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for a while. And honestly, as much as I want to say I'm sick and tired of them, even though they're like a great tag team, like I feel like they just they're not doing much with those tag titles. And it'd probably be better with the Judgment Day holding the gold. If everything goes well, I know I might, re- even though I'm saying Raquel's probably, Raquel could win, Rhea could still retain, and then you have Judgment Day holding the gold in all three brands. Jeff? I, now was it last week where real Ripley said, listen, if was it if they can't win or if they can't get their act together, there might be. It a was new this one. past Monday on Raw. Okay. And, they, and she said that if they don't win or if they don't get their act together. I think it's more they don't be... get their act together. I could. I love Sammy and KO together as a tag team, but I still don't see like where they're going with the titles. This would be a great moment to. Put the tag belts on Finn and Damien. But unfortunately, it's going to be used as a way to progress a storyline where maybe Damien Priest loses focus on the tag titles because he's more focused on when and where he's going to cash in his money in the bank, which maybe leads to a um, to, uh, to them splitting up the Judgment Day because of them losing the tag titles. If they say they win it this week, maybe they lose the tag titles, let's say, three months from now. But they slowly build where a couple of times he's not focused because he is preoccupied with possibly t- uh, his money in the bank briefcase of sorts. Just, just you know, so he's not all there, you know. Hmm. I'm going Kevin and Sammy because they've been they've been teasing the tension between Priest and Finn the past couple of weeks. They've also teased it with JD McDonough. I wonder if Priest just goes, "I've had enough," and he just turns on Finn, something along those lines. I I, I think Kevin and Sammy take advantage. I think right now there's only one team that's really being built to take the belts off of Kevin and Sammy, and it's the Street Profits. Aligning them with Bobby Lashley is going to do wonders for them, and eventually they're going to become the faces of the tag team division. So, we've got one more match to go, and it's for the World Heavyweight Championship as Seth freaking Rollins defends against Shinsuke Nakamura. The over-under for the amount of times Michael Cole says Shin instead of Shinsuke is going to be set at six, and I think that's being a little nice. I got to go under six <laughs> with a Seth Rollins victory. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, What's the uh, over/under uh, on how many times he says the word "vintage"? <laughs> vintage Nakamura or Vintage Rollins? I'm gonna say <laughs> eight, eight times between the two. Oh, and the over/under for how long Seth Rollins' theme song lasts, including everybody singing. Uh, 
I'm probably gonna go two minutes. Uh, I, I I honestly hope it's about five seconds. <laughs> I can't stand the chance. I can't stand the uh, like. Like, oh, gosh. Like, I, I'd rather hear a kazoo than that. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, that I mean, a, it could be worse. A, I mean, you could, I don't know what's worse. Like, it comes out pretty decent, like the drums and the heaviness to it. I'm like, all right. And then it's like, uh, it's so, it seems just so, like, I don't know. But yet, I, I, you have I, people singing Chris Jericho's theme song a cappella when the music's cut. Yes, but they're not going, eh, like, out of... There's, there's uh, actual lyrics. Yeah. Or when Jungle Boy had his song. Everyone was... No, I'll be the first one to but tell that you. Was a whole... I hated the Jungle Boy theme. What? Oh, I, I was not one of those dweebs in the crowd with the hands. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't think I would have sang along, but I don't think I don't know if I would have done the hand thing. I would have done the hand uh, thing. And a fun fact, actually, I just also realized that that Jungle Boy song is actually a baseball entrance for when Marcana from the New York Mets. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go Rollins too. I would love for them to go all in on Shinsuke. Oh God, it's so it needed. Uh, I love Shinsuke Nakamura. This would also be Shinsuke's Grand Slam too if he wins. But if they wanted to go Shinsuke here, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think anybody'd have a problem with problem with it. I just need to believe that they're willing to go all in with Shinsuke Nakamura. Also, I found it inter- interesting over the past couple of weeks how Seth Rollins has talked about his back injury. Mm. You know, he doesn't know how much time he's got. So I'm kind of like. Maybe that's a hint at something, but I'm going to go with Rollins. I mean, you're saying that they, that they want you to get to win, they'll go all in. But it looks like they're going all out. Yeah, they, I mean. they don't know if they want to go in, out, shake it all about, and they're doing the hokey pokey. Now, the other thing that is going on at Payback is there is going to be a Grayson Waller effect show. He's going to have Cody Rhodes as his guest. So, Oh, that's going to be fun. So you, you do have something along the lines with Cody Rhodes and Grayson Waller as well. So. But that is not the only pay-per-view this weekend. That Saturday, Sunday. AEW concludes the weekend with All Out. One week after doing All In, you got to find better balance. But here's how the All Out card uh, looks. We will start with a tag team match featuring the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta taking on the team of Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata. Jeff, who do you like? Uh, I'm hoping it's Shibata and Eddie Kingston. I love Eddie Kingston. The fact that he is one of those wrestlers that 
can spark an emotional, a true emotional uh, reaction from fans is so hard to find. And he doesn't try, it seems like, in the slightest amount to get that reaction. It's just his natural charisma and just the way he is. I am so hoping that they come out victorious. And so I'm going to I'm going to put the chips on the table for Eddie Kingston and Shibata. Hmm. Allie? You know, I feel like you're going to still continue going on with this Eddie Kingston-Claudio feud. And I I mean, who won? Probably Eddie Kingston won with the best friends at Stadium Stampede. I feel like this got to go to Blackpool Combat Club where the final conclusion between these two be for the ROH title. In which Eddie Kingston dethrones Claudio. I would be a hundred percent fine with that. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be CC also just because they lost Stadium Stampede. They can use a little bit of more momentum on their side, especially Wheeler Yuta. Uh, you know, Claudio's the ROH champion. He's got his you know, pedigree. Moxley has his pedigree. Wheeler Yuta kind of feels a little lost in the shuffle in this group. Just where he, whenever they're in a six-man tag, he's either got to take the pin or, or, or submit. It kind of feels like you need to figure out what Wheeler Yuta is. But I'm going to go BCC also. In a match of former TNT champions, Miro wrestles on Rusev Day, taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. I'll start this. As much as I would love to see Hobbs win, Miro's winning. He just came back, set him up for something. This will be a great Haas fight. Mm -hmm. Be epic, but I'm going to go with Miro getting some redemption. Allie? Miro day every day, and especially on Sunday. Jeff? Since they just really started this feud, this is a feud I would hope can last for a bit. I'm a, I have such high hopes for Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, and I love Miro. Just the work he's done since he's, when he is there. His pro, uh, just how he wrestles, how good he is. He's on the mic. I just love the presentation of him. I would have it go to a draw or a no or a draw or a double disqualification. Let it play out for not just weeks, but for months and months to come, where there's some final uh, uh, resolution to this. At um, maybe at the end of the year or going into January or February, but just have it play out for a long period of time. But I would have their first match somehow a, a dis double disqualification or they knock, knock out each other and they both are knocked out and the ref stops the match for um, no response or something to that effect where nobody could get the upper hand. And that's what I would that's what I would love to see. And that's what I'm hoping to see. 
I feel like th I'm with you. I think for, for me, they've dropped the ball on Hobbs. And I kind of feel similar to what they've done with Wardlow, despite oh. Wardlow being a multi-time TNT championship. Like, these guys could be the world champ. Mm-hmm. Or they could be a, a powerhouse dominant tag team. One, they don't get enough TV time. When they're on, they're doing squashes. They're not doing real feuds. Yeah. And it's just like there, there's something there. And Hobbs had it when he was teaming with Starks. And they were together. They were in sync. They were doing really well. And then they wanted to break Ricky out onto his own. And they really weren't doing much with Ricky. He did do the Jericho thing. Then that became Jay White. And then that's become this CM Punk thing, Hobbs just got lost in the shuffle. He did the Wardlow thing, and then they did it. For some reason, they paired him with QT Marshall. Ugh. And it's just like, he he should be doing better than this. But we'll, we'll see what happens when Miro takes on Powerhouse Hobbs on Sunday. And an eight-man tag team match after their third encounter at all in FTR and the Young Bucks team up to take on Bullet Club Gold that of Jay White Juice Robinson and the Gun Club Jeff who do you like uh, I'm going to go the Bang Bang guys the Bang Bang Club Bullet Club Gold because there, there's that cohesion between all four of those men, and there's never been like a reason to believe there could be cohesion between FTR and the Young Bucks. Um, I, I think it's going to be where maybe one of the one of the guys from say the one of the Young Bucks causes some type of unintentional distraction to one of the guys of, in FTR, causing. Uh, the pinfall. I what I think could happen is to progress that storyline a little bit further. Is one of the young bucks gets pinned mm -hmm. by somebody in the Bullet Club, in Bullet Club Gold, causing them to brag, "Oh, we're the better version of you know you guys are the elite, but we're a, we're the gold standard, and we've just proved it. You got the best tag team." You got the champions that you couldn't even couldn't even help you. Something to that effect. I think that would. I'm always thinking of trying to prolong some type of uh, program where it's not like three, four weeks and we're done. We're out. You know. So, so j just so I understand, you're setting up for Bullet Club Gold to take on. If I'm getting this right. The Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Hangman. Yep. Somewhere down the line. I'm in. Yep. And, and, and honestly, if you want to add Takesh to the Bullet Club gold, then the elite just need one more. We're talking maybe blood and guts down the line. I'm not saying yeah. straight on, but that that has some that has potential to it. Yep. Oh okay, I'm in. Yep. T to quote Morty from Rick and Morty. Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> uh, 
Allie, where are you on this one? I mean, this is definitely going to be an interesting match here because you have Bullet Club Gold, who just beat Kenny Omega, Kota Bush, I forgot whoever else, versus FTR on the Young Bucks, two of the greatest tag teams in AEW. Probably two of the greatest tag teams of all time. I mean, I don't know where you go from here, to be honest, but I could see Bullet Club Gold winning and challenge, and then I don't know who will go for FTR's tag title, but maybe Jay White and Juice Robinson going for the tag titles. I feel like they just didn't they? They had that. They did. Two they tried it. They, they yeah. And they. I think that now would be a perfect time to get like one or two different tag teams um, on the ball, rolling towards it. I mean. Uh, the House of Black just lost the um, the trios titles. The, the trios titles, which I do love the new scissoring uh, belts. By the way, I think that's an oh. awesome little thing. Yeah. Uh, I would have been okay with maybe... them retaining if it meant the acclaimed one for the tag titles too. I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Um, oh, but that the, instead of Takasha uh, being the fifth person, you can have two J Whites, the EJ White and the cardboard cutout. It's true. The cardboard cutout might be better than the original. That might be a classic like indie show thing where they go to pin the cardboard cutout and the ref is like, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't pin a cardboard <laughs> That would be so indie show version of it, but I think that would just be a little kind of, kind of like when they did the fake grenade mm. uh, in, in the match at um, uh, I forget the name of the promotion, but it was out in California. It's the same guy who did. Oh, it was Chuck Taylor he did the hand grenade, and then he did the uh, slow motion uh, match, which was. Mm. I, I I I think I heard uh, Jim Cornette actually having a heart attack <laughs> from Kentucky to here during during when they showed him that thing. But yeah, I it's yeah, Kesha. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Bullet Club Gold. I just don't see how FTR and the Bucks get along here. Um, but I think FTR stays clean. I think one of the Bucks does eat the pen. Uh, now we're getting into some ROH stuff for the ROH TV title. You have Samoa Joe against Shane Taylor. Jeff, who do you like? I think I... I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Shane Taylor is just a beast. Mm. He's so big. He's going to be a guy like if Samoa Joe gets him up in the muscle buster, that'll be very impressive. Um, I always felt bad for Shane Taylor because he was just starting to come into his own with his faction in the original ROH when they shut everything down. Uh, but I, I, I'm still going to say it's Samoa Joe that's going to, that's going to win this match. There we go. Bless you. Thank you. Allie, who do you have? I mean, I don't know who Shane Taylor is. I'm probably going to just go with Samoa Joe and let him be like this long ROH TV championship. By the way, this promo between Miz and Allie and I. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm wondering this way because we talked, you brought it up before about the Kingston Claudio thing. Like, Samoa Joe's been playing Stokely Hathaway really well. 
<laughs> what if Samoa Joe loses the TV title and he convinces Stokely Hathaway oh my God. to become the new <laughs> ROH world champion? My, I'm going off topic. You just missed the part with Ellie and I calling out Mrs. Wife. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to call Maurice out. I'm not going to go oh, into well, those. If anything bad happened to this, you know who to call. Yeah. I love that. That that is amazing. And, and think of it, Stokely Hathaway. I love the dude. the 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 photo that I he posted, I think, it was on Twitter, of Marina Shafir, was amazing. She's walking in and she has a uh, D, a DMX shirt, mm-hmm. and he says, and she had like this puzzled look to her face, and he says, "This is the face she gave me when I answered the name five DMX songs." And everybody who was there wrote, uh, it was the song where he barks. And the song that he talks about is dogs. <laughs> I was like, uh, but yeah, the, uh, he's he's hysterical, that dude. I will say this. He's doing a segment with the backstage interview lady. I don't know if this was on the show or if this was just, uh, just a generalized thing. Um. He says something to her. She just hands him the microphone to walk away. And he goes, damn, I was going to just ask if you want to split and order a TGI Friday. <laughs> Dude is uh, amazing. But, but I'm going to go with Samoa Joe, too. All right. For the ROH World Tag Team Championship, you got better than you, Bay, consisting of MJF and Adam Cole will take on the winner of a battle royal that takes place tonight on Rampage. They already have the spoilers. The spoiler is out. The winners of the battle royal is the Dark Order. <sighs> so, Allie, MJF, and Adam Cole, or the Dark Order? I mean, with the chemistry you have between MJF and Adam Cole, they are better than us. They are. They wear scarves cooler than us, too. No. <laughs> For Roddy, you know this is going to lead to the kingdom. Getting those tag titles with the assistance of Roddy. Oh, yeah. In the assistance of Adam Cole. Jeff, what about you, ROH World Tag Team titles? Oh, Adam Cole and, uh, and MJF are going to beat what... Charisma is left out of the Dark Order. And that'll be it. One, two, bay bay. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel for the Dark Order, but uh, yeah, if Adam Cole are retaining. I feel bad because they had so much potential. And, and unfortunately, with the passing of Brody Lee kind of took any type of steam out of that. Um, I, and and they could still come back to it. I would love to see somebody. Um, uh, I'd love to see them revamp the Dark Order with some newer, newer characters, newer wrestlers. I mean, because they're not imposing. They're not. They were supposed to be dark and evil and cult-like-ish. Hmm. And I'm like, now they're just like they're a friendly guys cult. with a generic generic name that makes no sense so why there's nothing dark there seems to be no order to their part of being a bte 
And, and they don't even go in number order. Like, Evil Uno's number one. But then we don't know who two, three, four are. Yeah. We lost they had track 10 of who Preston Bears. They had Brody yeah. Lee's son, who's negative. Is he negative one or negative 11? Or, negative one. Uh, but, yeah. I think the plan was after he passed, they said, when you're 18 and you're ready, we'll sign you. Yeah, so wait and see how that works. For the TBS title, we got Chris Statlander taking on Ruby Soho. Hmm. Allie, who do you like? I mean, you know, now thinking about with Soraya taking on the goal, having having the goal. I mean, do you want to have Ruby Soho have the TBS title? But then again, Chris Statlander just got the title in double or nothing. I think I'm going to stick with Statlander. Jeff, I'm gonna go with Statlander. I don't. I like Ruby Hose Soho, so I don't think it's going to be her getting the daylights knocked out of her for the win. I think it's maybe um, somebody from uh, from the uh, rejects or whatever their name is. The outcasts. Yeah, <laughs> the rejects. Uh, sometimes I'm terrible with names, so. Uh, uh, what, what, what's her name now? I'm drawing a complete blank. The blonde Tony girl. Storm. Tony Storm. I'm picturing her coming to the ring to sort of distract, get her mind off the ball, and try and say, "Listen, you know what's going on? That type of deal. Why can't I trust you anymore?" And that causes Ruby to lose the match and get utterly destroyed by Chris Statlander, who's another one of those amazing, like, genetic freaks, kind of like. Raquel Rodriguez uh, type of the way she's built. I I love her, but yeah, I think it's going to be uh, Statlander at the end. Yeah, I'm I'm going to make three for three Statlander. I, I'm with you, Jeff. I think this sets up an Outcast triple threat for the AEW Women's Title at some point mm-hmm. for the TNT Title. Can Darby Allen prove that dinosaurs are extinct? When he takes on Luchasaurus. Wait, are you sure it's not Kristen Cage who's going to be going for the title? So, according to this, this is Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. So, anything can change. That's why I'm going to say Darby wins. But Christian Cage says, I was the real TNT champion the whole time. <laughs> you know I'm going to agree with you on that. And this breaks up the Christian Cage Luchasaurus. Oh, and then Luchasaurus can align himself with Jack Perry, and they can go after CM Punk. <laughs> Jeff uh, Darby versus Luchasaurus. I I think it's going to be Luchasaurus. I'm going to go with Luchasaurus. I mean, Darby has so much momentum behind him. But I think between Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, definitely getting involved in the match one way or another. It's just going to be a little bit... It could be a little bit too much, but this could be a a really great uh, feel-good moment for the crowd if Darby wins because then Sting can get involved. 
Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I, like I'm so tossed in between the two because I could see Christian Cage causing Darby to lose the match, but I could also see Sting coming in and helping Darby win the match. Mm. But it all depends upon which way they go. I think, I think at the end of the day, it's it's going to be Luchasaurus though. Hmm. All right, Kenny Omega versus Kaneski Takeshita. Again, another kind of rematch from All Out. All in. Or all in. There's too many alls in these damn pay-per-views. I mean, all, all in all. <laughs> all in all is just another brick in the wall. But yeah. Like the Descendant song. All. Uh, Jeff Omega versus Takeshita. Uh, I'm going to say Takesha. I, I think uh, Don Callis is going to get involved and cause uh, Omega to lose. Allie? Oh, my God. You, this food's going to go on to full gear where it will be the best of three. And the probably the winner of this match is going to come from North Carolina. Kenny Omega. Yeah, Jeff, I'm with you because I think Don Callis gets involved. And I think Kenny Omega receives help from an unlikely ally, Chris Jericho. And Kenny Omega beats Takeshita one-on-one. That'll set up a third match at some point between the two. And for the AEW International Championship... Orange Cassidy, the man with the sunglasses, takes on such an international icon, John Moxley. Hmm. Ali, does the reign of of Orange Cassidy continue? I mean, for me, let's put it this way: these are my two draft picks, my second and third draft picks in the wrestling <laughs> draft. So I, I win regardless. But I think the rain's gonna end. She's going Moxley, Jeff. I'm gonna go Moxley too. I just don't know like how fast into the match Mox is gonna bleed. Oh yes, we're getting in through the ropes, through the ropes. Uh, I think he'll be going through the ropes. Uh, But I, but, but he's. I know how. We all know how tough Orange Cassidy is, but I think he's. They were playing up uh, how injured he is and uh, trying to battle through the pain. I think that's going to cause Moxley to uh, to win the match. I think he's just going to he's just going to take advantage of those injuries and he's going to walk away the champion. I would love to see Orange Cassidy beat him because just one of those younger guys that are. more or less homegrown to AEW, just continuing. But then again, if the Blackpool Combat Club loses and you have John Moxley lose, they lose credibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to have. So I think that's why you're going to have uh, um, John Moxley win that match. Yeah, I'm going to make it a clean sweep. It has nothing to do with Orange Cassidy. It's been a. Really good rain for him. But, Jeff, 
you know, you made the point earlier on Becky Lynch of like, not that you want to fast forward through stuff, but it's kind of recycled stuff. I'm kind of at a similar point with John Moxley, and it's not nothing personal against him. He's still putting out great stuff week in, week out. It's just like, yeah, okay, we know during this match at some point he's going to bleed. He's going to hit this, this, and this. And it's just like, if you write him off for a month or so, and then he comes back rejuvenated, refreshed. You know, yeah. But listen, he, he is the guy who, at their lowest, put them on his back and did what he had to do. So I will always respect John Moxley for that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I guess the one thing you could do is if he does lose the match, they come out and say, this isn't working. Something's got to happen. We either there's got to be a change in the Blackpool Combat Club, but we don't know. But we're gonna we're gonna take some time away, yeah. and we're gonna get our stuff together. We're gonna fly to Blackpool, England, yeah. and they don't come back until Danielson's return. That's fine too. Yep. That that yeah. works as well. So I, I I think maybe a little bit of fresh air into the Blackpool Combat Club is what is needed. And the one guy who has no no home right now is Daniel Garcia. Oh. Uh, uh, that, that's an interesting... Uh, he almost turned into a comedy wrestler when he was really having some really great matches and all of a sudden they just like that. They're like, boop, what's, we're just, you know, he's going to swivel his hips like he's Disco Inferno or Das Vundekind. Um, Listen, you can say a lot of things about Garcia. He does not have as big of a nose as Disco. No. Ugh. And he probably get more people to watch the show than Disco, too. Oh, boy. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the Face Turn Podcast. Check us out. Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website, www.thesportsatcenternetwork.com for great blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. Enjoy payback all out. We'll be back probably some point next week to talk all the pay per view stuff. So, all but, in, all out, and all that payback. Oh, and congratulations to EC3 to becoming the new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Ooh. You know what? And, and shout out Tyrus because someone finally called his mom. Yes. <laughs> and, and to Jackson like, Riker, the yeah. most controversial star. Thank goodness you chose to retire. And you, you know what? One other shout out before we go. Shout out, Jeff, you're going to like this one. Camille, 813 days yep. as the NWA Women's World wow. Champion. And now we're going to wonder what happens to her. Is she going to stay with the NWA or is she going to go? I think it's time. I think it would be horrible for the NWA to lose her, but I think a, a good breath of fresh air, even get, you know, I mean, she, she's known by the hardcore fans, let her take some quote unquote baby steps, get her into impact for a year. I can see get her, her some legs under her and her versus, um, uh, uh, Jordan grace, two powerhouses. Sign me up. How's this Jeff? Who did she work for in NWA at the start? 
Nick oh, Aldis. Uh, Nick yep, Nick Aldis, yep. Who just has been working as a producer in WWE. I'm not saying you put two and two together, yeah. but it, it it's something that could happen. A nice run in NXT. Yeah. That would be another breath of fresh air for her and for NXT. I think she'll bring something to no matter where she goes. As long as it's not AEW, they have way too many uh, women on the roster. And mm-hmm. in, I, I, I'd love to see her in Impact just because they don't have enough gotcha. women on the roster. I mean, you also got to think, Camille's 30, she's going to be 31 in October. Oh, and at that one show, the the 1000 show um, for Impact, there's that, I think it was the eight women tag match. And one of the teams has their mystery. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Jordan Grace said, please let it be Hamada. But what if it was Camille? It's possible. We, we'll, we'll let you guys know, but. Again, listen to the podcast Anchor or Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, check out the website. And remember this. Th- this is the biggest life lesson I can teach you. After Monday, people are not permitted to wear white anymore. Oh. That, that is just the way it goes. I don't make the rules. I just nope. enforce it. But wait a and minute. that's perfect not for me. I'm a metalhead, so, so all my shirts are black. So technically, the Tuesday after Labor Day, you can wear white again. I don't know fashion. What, what, what do you think this is? Until next time, we're Allie, Jeff, I'm Mike. This episode of the podcast was not predictions-based. It was spoiler-based. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Face Derm Podcast. Everyone have a great Labor Day weekend.